0: Hello and welcome to the Day in Sports podcast. We have a packed show for you today. We're going to go over our top seven teams in the NFL. Also, since it is the halfway point in the season, we're going to dole out our midseason awards, Uh, MVP, defensive MVP, our Super Bowl pick. You'll see all that and more. Talk about the NBA as the season opens tonight. And finally, trivia that Eric, Chocolate Sunset, has prepared for Ben Sherman and Adam Hawking to test our sports wit and knowledge. All that and more coming up on the podcast.
1: To the podcast, if you don't know what podcast, then I'm surprised you're listening to it, but that's okay anyways. Today in sports, TDIS underscore humblebrag, and Ben Sherman, Adam Hawking here with me as well. I really don't know where I was going with that. Uh, You better ask somebody. You better ask somebody. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. Treat yourself.
0: Yeah. Just ask some of our Facebook friends. Yeah. We've got so many of them. It's mounting.
1: Uh, It's more than my personal account ever could ever have.
0: Yeah. I don't have very many friends at all.
1: I don't know.
0: But on podcasts, I'm very likable. I try to be
1: affable. It's because people, you sound so handsome.
2: Yeah. Have a good voice. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's why.
0: You know who else has a good voice? Uh, Me. Yeah. And Peyton Manning. He's a number one on number one Denver on my Power 7. You want to talk Power 7? Oh, I do. Best seven teams in the NFL? I want it. You want me to go first? You want to go
1: first? Let's go. Let's just, we we always kind of take turns. Let's trade blow for blow this week. Okay. Give How me does your, that sound? Give me your number one. I got Kansas City sitting on a top spot. There's just, I tried several different thought processes to like move them out
0: of that spot, but none of them worked, so. You're trying to rationalize getting rid of them. Yeah, I couldn't. Okay. I got Denver, number one. Um, I still think if you get them on a neutral field, that old argument that we go to, they're probably the best team. Um, I do have concerns about them. Peyton Manning's deep ball definitely didn't look as good, and we saw, uh, a, Two weeks ago when they lost, who did they lose to? To the Colts. Um, the Colts kind of bump and run and really pressured those short routes, and, and they're all about the slot to Welker and screen passes to, to Demarius. So uh, I think there's a little bit of a blueprint on, on how to beat them, and their defense certainly has not been fantastic, but they have the best point differential in the NFL by over 30 points. They're plus 125 mm-hmm. through eight games, and on pace to, to score the most points in NFL history. So they're my number one. Yeah, you mentioned kind of the the press coverage
1: at the line. Um, other than Demaryius Thomas, most of those wide receivers aren't really big guys. Even no. I mean, Eric Decker's athletic, but he's not a big guy.
0: And, and you know, if you've got Washington, it worked for uh, about a half, and yeah. then they figured out, oh wait, Washington's not good enough on yeah. defense. press. Oh us. wait, we should just beat them. Yeah. Oh, here you go. But if they play against a Seattle or a San Francisco. Um, or a Kansas City with with teams that absolutely have the personnel to, to maybe even dominate their receivers outside of, of Demarius, Denver could really be in trouble. So I think the, the blueprint is kind of there. It'll be interesting in the next couple of weeks as we see them play Kansas City a couple of times. I'm
1: excited for that game. I really am. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait. I think, but, I mean, realistically, Kansas City is well-coached. They make pretty much zero mistakes. They yeah. make... Almost no mistakes, and good defense. Jamal Charles is running the ball as well as he ever has. And they hold the ball. Time
0: of possession. They're tough to beat. So who's your number two? Denver. Okay, my number two, Kansas City. Flop! So it's a flip-flop. So both in the same division, that's going to be fun all the way to the end. My only stat that I would add about the Chiefs is they haven't allowed 20 points yet in a game through eight games. That's unbelievable with the way teams
2: are scoring this year.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And, you know... I guess some people might argue that they haven't really played the creme de la creme of the NFL at this point, but I really haven't seen anything to make me think that they're going to poop their pants when they do.
0: I don't think so either. I mean, they're halfway through, and what can you do besides play the teams on your schedule? If you're 8-0, you've played somebody. You yeah. know, you've, you've, you've played eight NFL teams and you beat them all. So yeah. I don't really care at this point. I I, just, I think they're a really good team. I I just put them number two because of their offensive limitations. Yeah. What about three? Who we got third? Seattle. Um, I you know I watched the whole game uh, last night against the Rams and the Rams. Speaking of blueprints on on how to beat Denver, the Rams put eight guys in the box every single time, and there was nowhere to run. And they said Golden Tate, Sidney Rice, try to beat us deep, and they they couldn't. Seattle had that one sixty yard play to Golden Tate for a touchdown. Total in the game, they had 135 yards, so if you take that Golden Tate play away, obviously you can't, but they only had about 70 yards outside of that. In St. Louis, 23 first downs to Seattle, 7. I mean, Seattle literally did nothing. If Kellen Clemens doesn't throw two picks, or they decide to run the ball on the goal line where they had four shots, the Rams were the much better team in that game. And that would worry me if I were a Seahawk fan, although... You know, it still seems like they have the inside track to, to home field.
1: And, I mean, clearly their defense is, is as good as we thought it was.
0: Yeah, they won that game for him last night.
1: Yeah, um, I think had Sam Bradford uh, been healthy and playing, that game probably would have gone a completely different direction.
0: Yeah, um, and it, in, in the Rams kicker missed uh, from 50, and he had been, what, 11 for 11 on the year? Legatron? So. Yeah, Legatron. Um, but if he makes that 50 yard field goal, which for him is like a chip shot, then at the end, when the Rams are driving, they could grind the clock out and kick a field goal for the win. Yeah. So they had many, many chances to beat Seattle, and the Rams were the biggest home underdog in the last 20 years, I think. So, not, not a good performance by Seattle.
1: No, and it just shows you
0: if Marshawn doesn't kind of get Rolling and work up a,
1: a lather. He that that Seattle offense is dead in the water.
0: Yeah, the offensive line they're playing guards over at the tackle spots. I know they're going to get healthier, and Percy Harvin will be back, so they're going to be a team to deal with. Um Who's your number three, Seattle?
1: Yeah, I got Seattle number
0: Okay, okay, so we're we've got flip flop orders, but same three in the top three. Yeah, number four,
1: Indianapolis.
0: They're out of my. I put them up at number two one week, and then they spurned me with a loss, so they're out. They make you sad. Yeah, well, and Reggie Wayne tore his ACL. I think that's going to be fatal.
1: Yeah, I still think, you know, at Lucas Oil Stadium, they're probably one of the tougher teams to play in football. Yeah. And, you know, with Andrew Luck, you're not going to get blown out, I don't feel. They're going to be in a lot of those games, and, you know, as long as they're close, you got a chance.
0: It's kind of the Peyton Manning-Drew Brees effect, which is... A really high compliment to play to pay a second year guy. Yeah. Um. But you just feel more than with Kaepernick, certainly more than with RJ three. Kind of the same feeling that you get with Russell Wilson. Although I would take Luck over Wilson. It's just that there's this calmness there that that they're going to have the right demeanor and keep keep your team level. And you know he's kind of a more.
1: I see him even though he's you know prolific in the from the rushing standpoint. I see him kind of more as a traditional. Um, pocket passer. Yeah, there's and, less
0: thought for him, I think, to yeah, run. It's just, it's just natural,
1: like, you know, you watch him, the way he kind of reads the defense and plays, like, he never really looks overwhelmed by anything. He Ooh. looks like, even when a play breaks down, he kind of looks like, okay, I've thought about this, and this is what I'm going to
0: do. Yeah, so it's, it's like he's played the scenario a million times in his head, and when, when he moves, I mean, obviously, he's as athletic uh, combine-wise as Cam Newton. Yeah. Um. But when he moves, you see a lot of guys, their eyes turn down the field. Okay, how am I going to make this play on the run? Right. Whereas his eyes stay on the receivers, and he he almost has like a sixth sense. Yeah. Uh, where he can just kind of feel the rush, and and I think that's what puts him ahead of the other young quarterbacks.
1: Kind of reminds
0: me of a of a young Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Except better, I think. Yeah. Much better. More accurate. Um. But you're right. McNabb was kind of that in between where he had the athleticism yeah. to run but he was a passer first.
1: And he felt, you know, early on in his career, he felt pressure really well and kind of would move and, and do the same thing, keep his eyes down the field before kind of breaking down and going, okay, I have to run. Right, right. Uh, five. I have, um, no, I'm on four, aren't I? Oh yeah, you're on four. San Francisco. You're off them. You don't uh, like
0: San Francisco. I'm not off them. They, they're they still in they're in the your, hunt. They're in there somewhere. Uh, well, maybe. maybe. Here's my defense. I wanted to put them higher, but I don't think I don't think Kaepernick has played as well this year as last. They're they're doing better with him in terms of of making sure they support him with the run game, kind of simplifying things. But you're seeing a lot of 10 out of 16 performances. Of course, that's against Jacksonville. He didn't need to throw the ball very much. But they get Mario Manningham back in a week or so. Crabtree in the next month probably. Their second-round pick, who they spent uh, on the D-line, is going to be coming back. Eric Wright, who uh, made the Pro Bowl at corner, is going to be coming back. Uh, he he made the Pro Bowl a couple years ago for the Buccaneers. Um, so they're getting four or five. They're they're also it sounds like they may get Alden Smith back this year. So they're getting a couple of top picks and, and some some guys that'll be starting for them back. And they're six and two going into the bye week. So I think they're healthy, getting healthier, and they've won five in a row.
1: Yeah, um, I still would like to see just maybe I guess the offense kind of came alive this week but it was against Jacksonville, Jacksonville. So what does that mean? Um I still would like to see them kind of just expand the offensive approach a little bit and maybe they'll do that with those guys coming back, Crabtree and Elsewise and all that stuff.
0: I think for them it's like they have so many directions to go. It's like we could we could use our power run game, which might be the best in the league behind that offensive line. Mm-hmm we could go read option with Colin and get his mobility involved. Or, you know, we need to do the drop-back passing game. And I don't think they've done a good enough job of blending those elements. It's like they kind of pick one of those and go with it for the game. And I think what you saw against Jacksonville is they were able to move the ball so effectively that they could open the whole playbook. Because San Francisco's huge advantage on almost everyone in the league is their coaching staff and their scheme. Because it's so complex... um, so I think if they're able to to have success early, it opens it up for them later on. How do you feel about taking Justin
1: Smith and putting him in a uh, refrigerator Perry type role on the goal line? I would love that. Wouldn't that be fun to watch? Yeah, I was the, just fantasizing about the that. cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> just give him the ball.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's angry. I think he should play wide receiver. He's done that before, hasn't he? Played fullback. Yeah, and, yeah. The, him and Isaac Sopwaga, who is no longer there, yeah. uh, would occasionally play fullback, but but they didn't get the touches. To yeah, to well, us, just blocking back. Um,
2: you got it five. The Saints. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I had trouble like whether to put or I had trouble deciding on whether to put either Indianapolis or New Orleans four or five. Okay. Um, and I think just for right now, I I put the Saints a little bit further down because. You've seen them just a few cracks in the in the foundation there. For the most part, Drew Brees is is being Drew Brees
0: five touchdown passes last week.
1: Five touchdown passes last week. But what worries me is there's not a huge standout really. You know, you got that young kid Stills. Yeah. Um, but there's not a big wide receiver standout for them. Colston has been non-existent all year. Yeah, he's
0: been disappointing. And then if if your guy is going to be Jimmy Graham, well, okay, that's great. But defenses in the playoffs, especially are going to assign a linebacker and a safety to him. And he's a good vertical threat for a tight end, yeah. but he's not a good vertical threat as a receiver. No. So I think the Saints might struggle stretching teams. I, I have um, five and six here flip-flop with you. Yeah, You've got the Packers at six. I put the Packers at five just ahead of the Saints, who I have at six. Mm-hmm. And I like Aaron Rodgers just a little bit more than I like Drew Brees. And I think with Clay Matthews coming back, Eddie Lacy has been a beast lately. Randall Cobb, James Jones. I think the Packers could go into New Orleans and win that game. I don't know. I just like the the Packers just a tiny bit more than I like the Saints.
1: Yeah, I've been, I guess, for me, I, I considered all things even between the two offenses. And I gave the Saints an edge on defense just because they're yeah, that's they're right. making plays right now.
0: Yeah, they've they kind of don't have the name talent maybe that the Packers do mm-hmm. uh, with a Clay Matthews and B.J. Raji and, and guys like that, but certainly have played better as a unit. But the Packers, like we saw earlier today, were, what, the fourth-ranked rushing defense right now, yeah. so I think both both teams are, are better than we think on defense.
1: I would like to see, one last note on the Saints' offense, I want to see them kind of get back to getting Darren Sproles a lot more touches. I think that's when they're really clicking on all cylinders when they get him involved out of the backfield.
0: Yeah. Let me. Um, so it looks like the the last team we have in our Power Seven, both of us, we actually were pretty similar. Uh, I think the Colts were the only team that I didn't have that you had, but we both rounded out with the Bengals. And here's here's my take on the Bengals: is they've got weapons everywhere. AJ Green, the two tight ends, Gresham and, and, and Eifert.
1: I almost made a, a Alden Smith joke, but I didn't. It passed. Weapons everywhere continue come on <laughs> come on that
0: would have been
1: a
2: good one that was good
0: that. broken glass yeah.
2: everywhere I've been ain't about the money puff just don't care
0: um yeah but anyway the Bengals I don't know I think they're really talented offensively with Marvin Jones broke out last week they have got AJ green the two tight ends uh Geo Bernard and Ben Jarvis make a, a pretty solid running back tandem and then the defense hasn't I don't think played up to their talent but I think it's a good defense um, you've got just, Cincy showed up
1: against New York for yeah. sure. You know? Yeah.
0: You've got Cincy number seven too, right?
1: I do. I think, kind of along the same line, what you were saying offensively, you know, I think AJ Green is probably one of the best wide receivers in football.
0: I'd put him right behind Calvin, I think. Yeah. Like,
1: I or maybe Dez. Dez is a little bit bigger, can kind of be more physical and
0: run over people. AJ Green, less of a, less of the nuclear meltdown potential.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I think he's a little bit more of a, you know, Dez is a is a a moderate, deep threat, but I think AJ's AJ just a little bit more elusive for the yes, field.
0: Yeah, a little bit longer. A yeah. little better at going up and getting the ball. Gazelle like high points the football. Yeah. Yeah. So that rounds out the top seven for both of us, and like I said, pretty similar. Um let's talk our weekly quest for NFL pick supremacy, the pick down. Yeah. We all had a good week last week. Eric led the way twelve and one last week. Good god. Which was the game that you missed? I picked the Eagles. Yeah, damn you, Eli Manning. Even when you win, you lose for us. Uh, so Eric went twelve and one last week. Ben eleven and two. I went ten and three. Overall, Ben, you are still pretty comfortably in the lead, eighty and forty. It's shrinking though, I don't feel good about that. Shrinkage is never good. You get tr- how do you guys walk around with those things? <laughs> uh, so you're eighty and forty. Eric surged into second place, seventy six and forty four. I'm in last place. Something I'm familiar with in my fantasy football world, so it's, it's really no different.
1: It's all still real close, though.
0: We're all... 75 and 45 for me, so yeah, I'm, it, it's all right there. It's all right in front of us. A whole bunch of mediocrity. It's pretty good. I'm going to say we're the best, probably, in the world. In the world? Yeah. Probably. Vegas has been calling me, like, give me the skinny on your picks, and I won't do it. Yeah. Since it is the halfway mark, Ben, would you like to dole out some mid-season awards? Oh,
1: I want to. I want to dole out all sorts of stuff. Okay. Well, Fruit.
0: Yeah, bananas. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Okay, let's do it. Well, let's just
0: skip the awards and start eating some fruit. Yeah, fruit salad. All
1: right, kick it, kick it at me.
0: Well, MVP. Let's just do. We acknowledge that Peyton Manning's the MVP, right? But it's kind of boring. I think so yeah, I mean. Let's, it is do, boring. let's do MVP outside of Peyton. Let's
1: pretend he doesn't exist.
2: We're gonna
0: we're gonna give the MVP to Peyton and then pretend he doesn't exist and give it to somebody else. I'm not giving him anything, yeah. Except for maybe syphilis. This is the yeah. How are you gonna do that? Carefully. Okay. It's airborne now. Yeah. Uh, so outside of Peyton Manning, I'm gonna go with Jamal Charles because he's on an excellent team. Eight zero. He's a huge reason they are able to possess the ball. And I read a stat that he has accounted for thirty eight percent of their total offense. Which is unbelievable. It's
1: a large percentage.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the lion's share. Yeah. Um What do you got? I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna blow your hair off right now. I'm gonna melt your face. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh he's like he he does kind of what Peyton Manning does. He brings that same element, I think, to an offense. He makes guys better. Yeah. Um To be honest, I think if Jordy Nelson was on any other team in the NFL, probably wouldn't be half as good as he is. Be more of an
0: average guy.
1: Aaron knows him. You know, they're, I think I was watching something, um, on that Sunday night football game. They were throwing stats out there and like his passer rating when he throws to Jordy is like the highest in NFL history. Their yards per attempt is like the highest in NFL history. I just, he's clearly probably the best quarterback in football.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Peyton puts up the Star Wars numbers, yeah. as Jim Irsay would say. But For that but I think, yeah, if you all the tools in the toolkit, Aaron Rodgers probably has more than, than Peyton because he's got better arm strength, better mobility.
1: And if you put Aaron Rodgers on that Broncos team, yeah. who's to say they might not be scoring like 70 points a game? It'd be frightening. Yeah. I'm frightened already. That's that's which, and he's, you know, he kind of, after a little bit of a rocky start, he was able to turn the team around, or at least the offense, and get him. Moving
0: like a well-oiled machine. Well, yeah, and who are they playing? What, what was it, Jarrell Boykin? Is that his name? Jarrett. Yeah, he made him look like a like an NFL player, which he hadn't been to this point. I so. put him on my fantasy team. He got me like 11 points. Either way. Yeah. Boykin it out. Uh Defensive MVP. You go first. Earl Thomas. Really? I know that he's not uh, the headliner, per se, uh, in terms of who gets the most pub in that secondary, but that's just because he doesn't talk as much as Richard Sherman. But he's absolute sideline to sideline. He hits like he's 30 pounds more than what he is. He covers. He's got 59 tackles, two forced fumbles, four interceptions. I think he's the best player on that defense, and I think that's the best, maybe the best defense along with Kansas City and Carolina. That may have been Seattle's
1: best defensive draft pick ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, they haven't missed a lot. No. You know, they got it. Sherman. But he's been, I
1: mean, he stepped in as a rookie and has pretty much played at this caliber the entire time. He
0: reminds me a lot of Bob Sanders, the yeah. way he used to fly around, but but obviously healthy.
1: And a little bit, you know, I think he's got a little bit of a, an edge on Bob speed-wise. He's a little yeah. bit quicker.
0: I think he might be the fastest guy in that secondary, even though he plays free safety. He, he hits as hard as anybody in that secondary, and, and he covers like a corner. And he's one of the main reasons, I, I, I think, that, that I have them at number three in my
1: power seven. Defensive MVP, I'm gonna have to go with Danny Trevathan. Really? Yeah. Danny I like him. Trevathan. I just, if I could pick, to be on like one linebacker in football right now to bring to my team, he might be it. I mean, he's.
0: Danny Trevathan from the
1: Broncos. Yeah. Really? He's a thumper. He is surprisingly proficient in pass coverage. He's and, athletic. And he's
0: got great hands. I mean, he really does.
1: He's shown that a couple times this year.
0: I did not see the Trevathan train
2: coming. I,
1: you know, I kind of just, last minute,
2: Picked
0: it. It was just pure wins.
1: Well, and I just kept thinking, like, after watching a lot of football this autumn, who would, what defensive player would I want on my team? And you could really build a, a linebacking core around him, I think. Especially if you added him to, you know, anybody else that's halfway
2: decent.
0: One guy I also want to throw in the conversation um, Luke Keekley has been oh, yeah. awesome for Carolina, spearheading that team. Again, one of those guys, like you mentioned, that you might build your defense around, especially a linebacker.
1: He probably around. deserves it. As little, much as anybody, yeah. I mean,
0: he's had an outstanding year. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. I went Eddie Lacy. I don't think there's anybody else out there. Okay, yeah. I mean, I was looking at it. 446 yards. They played seven seven games, right? So he's well on pace for for a thousand yard season. Four four yards per carry, but behind an offensive line that isn't a powerful offensive line. He's he's been he's added that element that the Packers have needed, and he hides in my closet at night and scares me. Yeah, okay. he's. He does have kind of a foreboding
1: appearance. Yeah,
0: looks like the predator
1: for a guy his size. Um, and they were talking about this during kind of the play-by-play and color commentary on the Sunday night game against the Vikings. For a guy his size, his lateral quickness is really impressive. Yeah, the way yeah, he can way jump he cut. cut yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And Gruden was talking about his, his uh or not Gruden. It was Collinsworth uh, was talking about how good his patience was. Yeah, and and you do see that he's he's not a burner. But he waits. He finds the hole, and then if you don't have a good tackling angle on him, you're not going to get him down. Yeah, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Marshawn. Yeah, he reminds me.
1: Marshawn's a little bit more aggressive.
0: Yeah, I was thinking Marshawn, and I thought uh, uh, Stephen Jackson, just yeah. a just a big, you know. And it's not just the dreadlocks. Yeah. Um, but big it's just, guys just like that hairdo. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, I it don't know. It's a but it's he's a big imposing back that has quicker feet than you think and really good
1: patience. And
0: you can really – he's a grinder,
1: you know what I mean? It's not—he's yeah. not He's not going to – he's not Adrian Peterson. He's not going to have a 75-yard touchdown run probably ever. Yeah. He just doesn't have the speed for that. But seven, eight yards up the gut bouncing off people is where he makes his money.
0: Yeah, and, and, and the Packers have the explosive elements uh, in the passing game that they don't need him to be Adrian
1: Peterson. Do you think Aaron Rodgers lays in bed at night just dreaming about how dreamy Eddie Lacy is?
0: I can tell you, I lay in bed at night horrified that he's going to step out of my closet. But (laughs) just rip your arms off and beat you to death with (laughs) them. Yeah, but I've noticed that he can't get through my covers. Yeah, so there's magical protection.
1: If you just stand about fifteen yards away from him instead of seven,
0: he can't get you. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably faster than him. Yeah. Um, Defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go Eric Reed, uh, San Francisco free safety. He's been awesome. He, I, to me, he's been their best player in their secondary and maybe their best defensive player this year. Uh, he's a lot like Earl Thomas, but he's bigger. He's got that same type of range. He covers. He hits like a ton of bricks. 39 tackles, three interceptions so far. Been a huge addition for that team after losing to Sean Goldson. Uh, who do you got? You know, I don't like. I, I couldn't really think of anybody. I mean,
1: you mentioned Reed. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that would be probably the, the t- name at the top of the list in the conversation. There's not a ton of rookies out there defensively that are, making huge
0: splashes. like and It's see. hard when you're, when you're not... I mean, I, I agree because I watch them every week and yeah. I can see his impact directly. I I guess Star Latulale has, has been good for the Panthers uh, as a run stopper in that front seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that John Bostic
1: um, in Chicago. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a ton time. of playing time, but he's starting to get more... If that guy can kind of develop a little bit more in coverage, his run support is clearly as good as it gets.
0: And, and uh, Sheldon Richardson for the Jets... Who, uh, myself included, everyone kind of questioned that pick, like, do they need a, another 3-4 lineman? But he's been really good. Um, so, but I'll go with Reed, and, and... I guess, I'll I'll throw my hat in there. Okay, you'll throw uh, your I hat was in there. I wasn't really impressed with that many other people, so. From one Reed to another, Coach of the Year, Andy Reed. I don't know how to go any other way. There, from 2-14 to 8-0, no?
1: There's nothing, I mean,
0: especially the way
1: he's, t- he took the talent that was already there and turned them into a Undefeated football team, I mean,
0: it's not going to be really... Yeah, I mean, he went. He, he got Alex Smith, basically, and that's not... I mean, Alex Smith is solid, but it's not a eight-game type swing. I mean, no. The coaching has been excellent.
1: Yeah, coaching's been excellent. Um, The coordinating has been good. I don't know how many guys they had stick around from the previous staff. I would guess not many.
0: No, I think they kind of cleaned house. So. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, whoever they've got calling the defensive plays, forgive me for not knowing the name. Is it Ray
0: but, Horton? I'm not sure. Horton, hears a who. Yeah, it's who knows? probably Dr.
1: Seuss. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, they're doing a great job. Uh, other than that, I mean, maybe Sean Payton, like, like you talked about a little thought bit. Sean Payton
0: about because, you know, obviously, what are they, 6-1? and one, mm-hmm. And just the turnaround from last year, the offense looks more crisp. Um,
1: I would say Mike McCarthy, but I just don't like him. I feel like he's just like he would go into a restaurant and order a hot
0: dog. <laughs> not just one, either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought about Bill Belichick just because I mean you could probably pick him every year, but they've had And he hasn't really done much more this year than he's done in previous years. I, I agree with you. I, I would just say that the offensive talent hasn't been there. Gronk has been out, Mayo and Will Fork are gone, Taleb has been injured, they've got nothing but rookie receivers, so but but overall Andy Reid is both of our clear picks. Yeah. Most improved. Who you got? As a team? No. Player.
1: Most improved. You know, I thought about this, very long and hard, obviously, as I kind of sound like I just started thinking about it now, because <laughs> that's usually the way it goes. But, I mean, we we threw a couple names out there before we started, Cam Newton, um, uh, Jamal Charles, but I guess he had a really good season last year, uh, kind of coming back after that ACL tear. Um, I There hasn't been anyone, I guess, outside of, Cam has kind of markedly jumped, but... Outside of that, there hasn't been a lot of
0: huge improvement. I mean,
2: maybe,
1: no, I I, I guess I can't really think of anybody.
0: So you go Cam Newton? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely been better in terms of snappy decision-making, knowing when to run, and the thing with Andrew Luck, we talked about keeping his eyes downfield. Newton's been better with that this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But But he had three
1: kind of shaky games to start the season, too, at the same time. Yeah,
0: he's definitely kind of progressed as the season has gone on. I'm going to go with Phillip Rivers. Flip. Yeah, all right, Philip. I just think uh, I, I was looking at it, and last year I think his rating was somewhere around eighty-eight, and just didn't quite look the same this year. I believe his rating is well over a hundred, and you know the Chargers aren't a great team, but but he's been excellent with limited help, and well, you know I don't know with a with a not that great a list of candidates, I'll, I'll go with Philip.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I guess that's that's probably pretty fair. He's had a much better season this year. To be fair, it was probably aided by how terrible their season was last year.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, he was okay last year, and he's been an MVP candidate this year, so. A lot of picks last year, through a lot yeah. of interceptions. Yeah, and he's cleaned that up quite a bit. So I'll go with Philip, you went with Cam. Uh, our last, I guess not award, but prediction, mid-season, who, who is your Super Bowl matchup and who wins? Do you want me to go first? Yeah,
1: okay. My Super Bowl matchup is the Vikings. No, I'm <laughs> um, I guess really, if I was gonna bet money on it, have you'd have to put Denver in there. Yeah, I think. Um, I'd probably go Denver and Seattle.
0: Okay, that and that's was, kind of boring. But, but you realistically, know, I think that you're making a problem. prediction. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it would be it was either Seattle or San Francisco for me because and, and it's Denver on the other side for me, so I'll get Denver in the AFC. I think it comes down to Seattle or San Francisco because of the physicality of both teams. I like that over either Green Bay or the Saints in a playoff game. So I think... uh, And
1: at this point, the road's probably going through the the NFC West anyways.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe New Orleans. Uh, Green Bay has a soft schedule, so a lot to be determined. But I I just like the the physical play. I pick San Francisco because San Francisco uh, gets Seattle at home uh, coming up, and they're getting healthier. So, I, I think they have a shot to get to maybe 13, uh, 12 or 13 wins. And, you know, if they split with Seattle and Seattle, uh, lose maybe one more game, I'll take San Francisco and I'll take them to beat Denver for the same reason that I like San Francisco over New Orleans and, and Green Bay. Just physicality.
1: Call you a cockeyed optimist.
0: They're six and two. Yeah. Well, I, 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 just, I just like to poke a bear.
1: <laughs> I feel poked. I mean, really, I, how it? it would be kind of exciting, I think, to see New Orleans and Denver just air it out for a full 60 minutes. And you get a, you'd
0: get a Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Super Bowl redux.
1: I used to hate Drew Brees a lot. I've actually come to like him.
0: Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. He's like a good guy. He's a
1: good guy, you know, short, but he makes it work. Was, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing to watch him when he plays, the angle that his chin is at, because he, he is shorter. His head is literally like pointed up, forty-five degree angle.
0: Yeah, interesting. And he, you know, Russell Wilson is kind of that same smallish guy, but Wilson has to move the pocket. Drew Brees somehow stands in the pocket behind these six-five guys and is still able to complete passes. How he sees any of those? I mean, I think he's just guessing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he guesses. Maybe he's well. just the luckiest
0: son of bitch alive. Yeah, either
1: that or he's you know uh, good telekinetic or yeah, cap and wine. yep,
2: yeah that one.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's our mid-season review. Uh, We took Peyton Manning out of the mix because he's no fun. Um, Let's transition seamlessly into, you want to talk some NBA? I do, actually. This
1: would probably be the only time that I actually answer that question with a yes, but yes, I do.
0: Well, I'm going to make you talk NBA for the whole season. Fine. Whatever. 82 games long. When the Timberwolves hoist the trophy, don't be mad at me. Hey, I got him as my seven seed. They're in. Really? They're in the tournament.
1: I, I think that's optimism.
0: Pekovic, maybe.
1: Yeah.
2: Whatever.
0: Um, but tonight, what do we have here? We've got Chicago versus Miami. A Little bad blood between those two teams. Derek Rose has added five inches to his vertical. I, that's all I hear all day long. Which is one of those stories that I don't believe at all, but, uh. Whatever. Okay. It, it sells papers.
1: Carlos Boozer was also, uh, really pumping up how he's improved his leadership and decision making.
0: That's because his
1: talent and basketball skill keeps declining. Do you think it's weird for Derrick Rose to have so many sexual partners on the same team as him?
0: That's what I didn't see coming. (laughs) I didn't think you would. uh, No
1: comment. I mean, clearly he's receiving and everyone else is giving.
0: I don't know. I don't know how to to field that question per se. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I'm excited. Chicago, Miami, uh, then the Clippers, Lakers.
1: Battle for Los Angeles. Tinseltown
0: battle. Uh, The Lakers are, are I picked them as the 11th seed, and I'm yeah. a Laker fan, so 11th isn't actually a seed. That means you're out of the playoffs by three spots. Did you hear uh, Mike D'Antoni's comments about Kobe? Yeah, that he was kind of just hard to coach, but you had to swallow your pride and kind of let him do what he does. Yeah, but yeah. he said it
1: in a nicer way than that. He yeah. was like... Oh, you know, with Kobe, it's really hard because he's used to this. Uh, but really, you just gotta kind of let him do whatever he wants. Right?
0: <clears throat> yeah, he he runs that organization. They're already actually apparently working on a contract extension. I don't know how they can do that before he's played a game off of an uh, Achilles tear. But
1: oh, they're never gonna let him go. I mean, he's. He is Los Angeles' as close as the Lakers, at least for now, will get to Michael
0: Jordan. The, the thing about Kobe, though, is if he's all about championships, he's got to be willing to take a pay cut, yeah. and a significant one.
1: Um, I say he grows his hair out. He can't. He's balding. <laughs> oh, that's why I suggested it. Just to throw you a curveball. Maybe
0: that would help with the signing bonus. As soon
1: as you try and talk logically about things, I'll just throw something in there.
0: Well, that'll be a good format. Yeah. People enjoy that. Yeah, I'm podcast. sure they do. Just the, the nonsensical yeah. TDI. Nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. Yeah. What else are you looking forward to, NBA?
1: Um, I really am looking forward to rooting against the Heat. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. Okay. I'm um, not really overly optimistic about the Timberwolves because... They, okay, let me
0: make my case for the Timberwolves. Okay. Ricky Rubio now... Uh, uh, two seasons off of an ACL, okay. he should be healthy. Right, I think he's got the ability to lead the league in assists if he gets enough minutes. Uh, Kevin Love, as good a power forward as there is in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Pekovic is... Th- the center spot is really weak in the NBA. Pekovic is probably a top-five center. I mean, but I guess my for the center
1: position, I, I just don't see it having as big of an impact as it used to.
0: Well, it depends on which style you want to play, but I think... But I think the Timberwolves want to pound it inside. So if you decide to make it have an impact, you will have an impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you, if you commit to it, I, I think it's important. And that's why Dwight Howard was such a big signing, is that it's such a weak position in the NBA that if you can play to that strength, I think it's a real advantage. So with Love and Pekovic inside, I think they really could own the glass. Uh, not necessarily great defensively because both those guys are relatively immobile, but then you've got Derek Williams, Chase Bunder, Kevin Martin comes in to fill the shooting guard void and, and provide some scoring. I think they're deep and more talented than they've been uh, since KG. Well, what about J.J. Barea? I like him as a Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good Spaniard citizen. No, I actually love J.J. Barea because I think he's a really good guard to have off the bench in terms of a guy that can create offense. That's what you really need out of the bench is – you know, if the starters are having a flat night, Beret is the type of guy they can come in and chip in 12 points and 5 assists, and, and they, they're they going to have Derek Williams, who's been a bit of a disappointment but is a talented player. He's a good bench player for mm-hmm. them as well, kind of as a swing forward. I I, I like I like what they're doing. I, I think they make it in the West. My big concern,
1: I guess, is, you know, we talk about that format. What style do you want to play? Do you want to try and kind of bang around down low? Um, you don't really see many championship caliber teams that do that anymore. I mean, maybe aside from San Antonio, but Tim Duncan's not
0: really the same
1: as anybody
0: else. but my my counter to that would be, look what San Antonio was able to do. They almost beat Miami, really should have beat Miami in six. They Mm -hmm. ended up losing in seven. And then if you go just a couple years back, Pau Gasol, Bynum, and Odom got the Lakers to three straight finals. So I don't think it's so much of a, you can't do that anymore. I would say There's there's not enough guys in the league. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I mean Dwight Howard on a terrible terrible Orlando team got them to the finals. Mm -hmm. Um so I think if you've got the personnel, it can actually be a huge advantage. It's just that most teams don't have that.
1: I and I really do see, you know, like every other sport for the most part, you kinda see teams moving away from that old approach and looking for guys that are more mobile. You know, you talked about Love and, and Pakovich being pretty much immobile. You look at a guy, I mean, not to throw LeBron in there, but that's kind of what we're moving towards in all all sports is the guys that are, you know, the Kaepernick, the Wilson can run, you know, run the court in a second and a half or something like that. Yeah.
0: Fortunately for everyone else in the league, there's only one LeBron. James, yeah, thank God. Um, who can guard all five spots? Well, they, and...
1: there's not enough room for his ego. Yeah, if it wouldn't there fit. It yeah. wouldn't
0: fit. Sometimes uh, there's a flood in the Heat locker room mm-hmm. when he and D-Wade enter at the same time. Yeah. Um, let me ask you one final question on the NBA because there's not a lot of game action, so there's no. not a lot to analyze. Go Bulls. Um, but if you had to take the Miami Heat or the field for who wins the championship, I'll give you the whole Eastern Conference, the whole Western Conference. Right. Who do you take?
2: I got to take the field. I absolutely I have to. I, I mean,
0: if,
1: if they had run the table... In the playoffs last year or really made a statement against San Antonio in the finals. Which they did not. They did not. Um, they should have lost that series. Yeah, they eked it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They so, could have lost to the Pacers through it, and they struggled with the Bulls, who didn't have Rose or Llewellyn. Yeah, I think the Bulls are going to be
1: a force to be reckoned with in the East.
0: Yeah, they bring in uh, Dunleavy Jr. for for some shooting. Jimmy Butler and Dang and Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah will all be healthy.
1: And Derrick Rose is a legitimate MVP candidate, even coming off of that ACL tear. I mean, he, clearly he babied it, and he's back to where he wanted to be. I,
0: I think he did the right thing, to be yeah. honest. They weren't going to beat the Heat if it's, he came back even at 100%. It's his, it's, and
1: it's his knee. It's his yeah. job. It's his knee. I'm not going to tell him, you're good to play when I'm not the one running around there jumping and cutting and dunking and
0: yeah. And if there's even an infinitesimal chance that that he's going to re injure himself,
1: just don't come back. In the franchise baby.
0: Yeah. So so I, I agree with you. I would take the field. I actually in my preview picked the Spurs uh, to beat the Heat in the in the finals. But I think you've got the Pacers who who, who from the East could could end up in the finals very easily. Yeah. They they got deeper. They brought in. Uh, Luis Scola, they'll bring Danny Granger back. CJ Watson is now their backup point guard. What
2: about Roy Hibbert?
0: I love Roy Hibbert. I do too. Uh, um, Georgetown product. He, he's a problem for Miami, and I hear a lot of Miami fans saying, well, we've got Greg Oden now. The operative word being now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. 13 games from now. We've like, got, we've ah. got Greg Oden. It's
1: like, that's like saying, you know, you, you have an, an Xbox that doesn't work. Yeah. Like a Super Nintendo with no controllers.
0: I've got Bill Walton's feet. Yeah. yeah they're going to crap out on you. Whatever. Sure. Um,. So, and then, like I said, I I don't expect much out of the Lakers. I picked the Clippers as my one seed just because I like their depth, but I don't like them really as a playoff team. Um,
1: They're just, with the Clippers, I guess my observation would be that they don't really have much of a perimeter shooting kind of aspect to their offense.
0: They bring in JJ Reddick, who who will help with that. Yeah. But they're too He's
1: he's streaky, I feel like man. Yeah, he is he yeah. is a
0: streaky player and and he's improved his all around game, but in 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 the playoffs, unless you have LeBron James, you have to be able to, to produce points in the half court mm-hmm. because the game slows down and you can't be the transition lob city dunkathon that the Clippers have been. Right. So Blake Griffin becomes somewhat muted in the playoffs. Chris Paul isn't as good in, in transition. That's why I like the Spurs mm-hmm. to win it all, is you've got Tony Parker and you've got Kawhi Leonard and you've got shooters, so you can still run the run the break, but you've also got Tim Duncan for the half court sets and, and like I mentioned, mm-hmm. he and Parker in the pick and roll.
1: And you really gotta give a coaching edge, I feel like, to the Spurs. Too. Yeah.
0: I would say the two best coaches in, in my opinion, and it's not close, are Popovich and, and Thibodeau for the for the Bulls. I love
1: Greg Popovich.
0: Yeah, he's mean, he's mad, and he hates the halftime interview. Or oh, really? the in-between-quarter interview. Who's the guy that wears the funny suits? Craig Sager. Yeah,
1: he, uh, he, he brings really, it on himself. He really gives uh, Sager the old sandpaper treatment. Everybody
0: gives it to Sager. Well, I mean, you're kind of asking for it when you dress like that. Yeah, he. but Sager loves it. He has this little smirk. Yeah, he, this it, little it, Cheshire Cat yeah. smirk on yeah. his face. Just wait till his wig falls
1: off. That'll never happen. <laughs> it won't. Okay. I'm sure it probably is his real hair, but it looks like a wig
0: suits him. I don't like this thing, <laughs> and here's what I'm doing with it. Um, enough NBA. Eric, do you want to get into some trivia? Nothing Are you break. Welcome back to the podcast. It is trivia time. Trivia Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. tell you, when you're unemployed, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it could be Saturday. Hey, college football! Just kidding, it's Tuesday. Um, So Eric is going to give us the year of an NBA team, correct? That's right. Um, And then we are going to have to bid on how many...
1: And how far they went in the playoffs.
0: And how far they went in the playoffs. And we're going to have to bid on how many names we need from that roster to guess the team. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Starting at the bottom.
0: Starting at the bottom from least
2: minutes played. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you guys ready? No. Nope. I'm ready. Well, all right. <laughs> well, we're going <laughs> to is, I'm never <laughs> going
1: to be ready. That so. has
0: really been throwing bows in this podcast. i have been throwing wrenches? Unruly. Yeah, you are unruly. I have an inner ear problem. I think it was red wine they said drank. It's affecting my brain. You came over. Before you came over. <laughs> Found him in the dumpster in my alley.
2: Like Oscar the ground. Now that's not abnormal, but whatever. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, first team. This is from the 2002-2003 season. Okay. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. And 16 players logged minutes for them. Ben, one name. One name. Name it. Sure, no problem. Jamal Sampson. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay, refresh me on the basics again. Sorry. 2002, 2003. Okay. Lost in the first Lost round. in the first round. Jamal Sampson. I got a message for Sampson. It's got to be the Chicago
2: Bulls. Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Oh, I thought I was going to get a chance there. No?
2: No. I don't get a rebuttal chance? No, you got a point for that because you said name it and you didn't get it. Oh, I get a point?
0: Yeah. Who's keeping track? Am I supposed to?
2: I, I can keep track of just one point.
0: You're not going to have
1: to keep track of my points, because I'm not going to score gonna be anything.
0: more. I'm going to score
1: so many points, it's going to be like a pinball. No. Markham has
0: hashtags
1: on your arm. Hashtag point.
2: Alright, this team is from 2003-2004. They were one of the final four teams. 17 players logged minutes for them. How many names do you need, Adam? Two. Two names. Name it. Induti Eby and Quincy Lewis i two names. Holy shit. Utah Jazz. Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh! oh!
1: I should have just guessed that right off the top.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're always in the
1: playoffs. Yeah, always.
2: <laughs> ben gets a point.
0: <laughs> what yep. are we doing here?
2: Best of five? Best of three? We should just keep going. Yeah. Forever. till we get sick of it. How
0: about first person to five points? Okay.
2: Uh Alright. This team is from 2010-2011 there mm-hmm. They were a final fourteen. And fifteen players logged minutes. How many names do you need, Ben? I'm gonna go one.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Only because I know if I say more than one, you're gonna say one. Mm-hmm. And then I, I know what house
2: I'm gonna be in, so.
0: I have no choice but to say name it at that point. I can't go zero. Right? Okay. Or you I'm... can just guess you without hearing any names.
2: Or you can say negative and like say the person who logged the most minutes for this team.
0: Are we getting into integers and stuff here? Imaginary numbers. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm going to make him name it. Okay. Your one name, Ben, is John Lucas. Okay. Refresh me of the basics one more time. 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. final four. Final four.
1: John Lucas, 2010, 2011. Dallas Mavericks. Chicago Bulls. Oh. God, I meant to... Yeah. It was
2: close. Yeah, I know. Wasn't even close. <laughs> okay. 1983, 1984. Oh. Orlando Woolridge. <laughs> they lost in the first round. 83-84. I wasn't even born yet. I was 13. 17 players played for this team. How many names do you need, Adam? Five. Okay. Name it. Five names. John Pinone. Oh, yeah. Old Pinone. Wes Matthews. Charlie Chris. Armand Hill, Sly Williams. Oh.
0: Nineteen eighty three, huh? Eighty-three, eighty four. I do have
2: a guess if you don't get it right. <clears throat> and they went Final Four? No, first round. Oh, first round. Milwaukee Bucks. Atlanta Hawks.
0: Ooh.
1: I was gonna guess the Detroit Pistons.
2: Shaq. <laughs> so it's two two right now.
0: Yeah, but to nobody's acclaim because we just keep getting it wrong. The only way yeah
1: <laughs> that's the only way I've scored any points. <laughs> yeah, get some more names, guys. That's my suggestion. I made no promises about my NBA knowledge.
2: All right, Ben? Yes. This team is from two thousand six, two thousand seven. Mhm. They lost in the second round of the playoffs. Okay. In fourteen players. I'm gonna go two. So this is two thousand what? Oh six, oh seven. Name it. I think we lived together that year. <laughs> yeah. This this has the least <laughs> chance
0: of being right because we are hardly coherent. I don't even
2: remember it. Yeah.
0: There was a house, I think.
1: 06 lost in the first round? Second. Second round, okay.
2: Sean Marks. Okay. Eric Piatkowski.
1: Seattle Superson. No, I was just joking. Um,
2: okay. I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. Can I guess? Sure. The Clippers. The Suns. And yeah! him still gets a point. Yeah. Okay, 3 to 2, and we're 0 for 5. So Okay. 05, 06. Yeah. Another second round loss. Okay. 15 names. No, sorry. It says this guy played one game, but has zero minutes. Just eliminate him. Yeah, so 14 names. <sighs> Give me three names. Name it. Okay. Melvin Sanders, Sean Marks, Fabricio Alberto. Fabricio Alberto? There's a Sean Marks overlap. And this is a. This is a
0: second-round loss. I'm going to say the San Antonio Spurs. That is correct. Alberto! You knew it. What, is he an Argentinian? I thought that was a beef jerky. It is? Oh, okay. Very popular in Argentina.
2: All right, this team is from 1990 and 1991. Lost in the second round. We have 15 names. Ben.
1: 15 names.
2: I'm going to do it in two. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shot. It's all about confidence in this game, I've noticed. Pat Cummings. Chris Monk. <sighs> Minnesota Timberwolves. Utah Jazz. Old Chris Monk, I should have known. Great rebounder. That's five off the bench. Hey,
0: I know more about trivia than you, sort of. Mm. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, I, I
1: just feel I feel like I got taken advantage of in an alley somewhere, just confused, lost.
0: Can we do a wild card cold for all the marbles? Super pick?
2: Trivia question. But it's going to be baseball. Yes. Yes. I have no child. I will beat you. Yeah.
0: So I've just, I've just consigned myself to losing after winning. Mm. That's how you play it. That's
2: how you do
1: it. I I would have carried that note better, but, you know, tent cold.
2: And you're holding the baby right now. Well, he loves it. He wanted to be a part of the podcast. And he's here. Okay. This team is from 2003. Feel good about this. Um, the minor, the thing is it mine or do you think it's yours? No, Ben will start. I will start. Okay. They lost the NLCS. 2003 lost the NLCS. Okay. Um, and I will give you 17 names. I think I can do it in four. Okay. Give me three. Three? It's aggressive. What? What? Uh, name it, or do I? Can I keep you bidding can, him down? You can go low. I'm going to go two. Name two. it. Randall Simon, Lenny Harris.
1: NLCS 2003. Arizona Diamondbacks.
2: Chicago Cubs. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Cubs. It counts for me. That
0: counts. <laughs> you get the point either way. It doesn't matter. I just want to be right. Uh, something. I don't know. No. Wow. Okay. Well, after after our Sterling trivia dumpster fire. We talked a little NBA. We talked some NFL. Yeah. Ben, anything that you want to get off your chest before we let people go? I, have
1: after complaining loudly and often about how much I hate the baseball postseason, I still hate it. Yeah. But I have found at least one thing to root for. Errors? Because there's been a lot of them. Uh, weird stuff also. Interference calls? David Ortiz. I think I'm happy! I'm, I've always been a big David Ortiz fan. You know, he played with the Twins and they... Kind of blew that one. Yeah, but uh, he is like he just enjoys. it. He's like the Brett Favre of baseball. Like he just enjoys it so much. Except
0: clutch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the, the baseball's been been. It still sucks. It's but been it sucks guess, a little bit less. it's been competitive and compelling, but it hasn't been for two teams: the Red Sox and, and the in the Cardinals that you thought would play clean, error-free baseball. It's been error-prone baseball, but uh, goes back to Boston. And what do we've got? We've got Waka versus. Who's going for, for the Red Sox tonight? Some dude.
1: Oh, Big Poppy's pitching.
0: Yeah, he's going to pitch too. Now. But uh, I'll, I'll take the Cardinals tonight. You think so? Because I like Waka. What? Silas disagrees. But I'll go Waka in the Cardinals force the game 7. I'll take the Red Sox in 7, even though I said the Cardinals originally in 7. I'm going to pick the Diamondbacks in 4. Diamondbacks in 4. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, Hurling Gems. You heard it here first. Gas. Straight gas, homie. Straight gas, homie. Well, this was probably the loosest podcast that has ever been recorded. In a good way. In a really good way. Loose like your bowels in South America. Oh, I thought you were going to go with a woman coming. No, never.
1: That's just not classy.
0: Yeah. If anything that we've shown, it's that we're classy during this podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to get off the rails again on Thursday. Someday. Probably put the podcast up on Friday. I would assume this will go up on Wednesday. You'll hear it. Sometime. You're hearing it now. Put it in your, put some earphones on, just walk around. Yeah, whatever. Um, but thanks for joining us. Send us more questions on Facebook, on Twitter, the Day in Sports podcast. We'll catch you next time.